As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. An MLS team has never won the CONCACAF Champions League, but this year we're guaranteed to get at least one MLS team in the final. The Seattle Sounders and New York City Football Club meet in the first leg of the CCL semifinal tonight, and Jeff Reuter is here to preview the matchup. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Wednesday, April 6th. But first, your TV guide for today, all times are Eastern as usual. And just like yesterday, it's a big day for Continental Cup competitions and domestic cup competitions. There's a little bit of league action happening as well. Of course, first of all, the UEFA Champions League, Chelsea versus Real Madrid, Villarreal versus Bayern Munich. Both of those games kick off at 3 p.m. Chelsea-Real Madrid, as you might imagine with those teams in that particular matchup, is the one that is chosen to be played on big CBS, also on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Villarreal will be on Paramount Plus and Galavision and Chelsea Real Madrid, by the way, will be on in Spanish on Tude N. There's also a couple league games as well. In the Premier League, Burnley versus Everton on Peacock at 2.30 p.m. And in the Bundesliga, Augsburg versus Mainz at 12.30 p.m. on ESPN Plus, just in case any of you want to check in on Ricardo Pepe with Augsburg. Like I said, it's also a big day for domestic cup competitions. The U.S. Open Cup still around. I got to read a bunch of cool team names yesterday, including Defeaters Kicks. That game hasn't happened yet as I record it, so I don't know if I'm jinxing them yet again by making a big deal out of their awesome name. But here are some more games that are happening tonight. All of these are on ESPN Plus at 7 p.m. Charleston Battery versus Tormenta FC, North Carolina FC versus Rio Grande Valley FC, Miami FC versus Miami United, a little Miami derby there, FC Motown versus Syracuse Pulse, Louisville City versus Chattanooga Red Wolves at 7.30 p.m., also at 7.30 p.m., probably my favorite club name matchup maybe of this entire round, Western Mass Pioneers, awesome, versus Flower City Union, also awesome, Flower City Union from Rochester, my mom's hometown. So go Flower City Union, I think. At 8 p.m., Forward Madison versus Cleveland SC. Also at 8 p.m., Northern Virginia FC versus Richmond Kickers. 9 p.m., Colorado Springs versus Northern Colorado, a very Colorado matchup. 10.30 p.m., Bay Cities FC versus Monterey Bay. Battle of the Bays. Also at 10.30 p.m., ASC San Diego versus San Diego Loyal. That's 
obviously an intercity derby, I guess. I'm calling all these derbies just because. At 10.30 p.m., FC Tucson versus Las Vegas Lights. And at 10.30 p.m., also Phoenix Rising versus Valley United. Like I said, all those games are on ESPN+. And if you love early round cup games, and who wouldn't, you should watch them. The Champions League isn't the only Continental Cup competitions that's happening. Of course, the Copa Libertadores is getting underway. Uh, the first match day was yesterday, and those first games continue today, tonight. Uh, at 6 p.m., we have RB Bragantino versus Nacional, America Minero versus Independiente del Valle, Talleres Cordoba versus Universidad Católica. Those are all at 6 p.m., and all these games, by the way, are on one be in sports channel or another. I don't have time to really differentiate between too many of them, but they're all on be in sports, either an Espanol or the main channel or one of them. In the 8 p.m. window, Deportivo Táchira versus Palmeiras, Deportes Tolima versus Atlético Minero, Alianza Lima versus River Plate. Those are at 8 p.m. again on be in sports. And then it, we have one 10 p.m. kickoff, Independiente Petrolero versus Emelec the Ecuadorian team. And then lastly, but certainly not least, at 10 p.m. in the CONCACAF Champions League, the other semifinal after last night's Liga Emekis game, Seattle Sounders versus New York City FC. And hey, it just so happens I have Jeff Ruder here to talk about this exact matchup. Let's send it over to my conversation with Jeff. It is the second semifinal day of the CONCACAF Champions League, so here with me today I have Jeff Reuter, our MLS reporter, who knows a thing or two about this all-MLS semifinal. We had the All-Liga Emekis semifinal yesterday, but we're recording it on the day that it's happening. We're, we're, caught, we're, we're, we're caught in a time paradox accidentally here. Uh, basically, yes. that, that game hasn't been played yet, so we don't know how Pumas and Cruz Azul got on uh, last night, but we know that Seattle and NYCFC are playing tonight. Jeff, are you excited for this matchup? And sort of what are you seeing as you as you kind of look at these two teams at this stage in the competition? Not a stage where we often see MLS teams. No, uh, historically anyway, it, it's strange because on the one hand, I think even five years ago, it would be will an MLS team make it to the final of the CONCACAF Champions League would be a talking point of every single tournament. It wasn't even just is it finally the year that someone wins, right? It was simply will anyone even make the final? And now we're guaranteed one. Um but MLS teams haven't been convincing. They haven't been able to get over the hump, no matter how good the team is, no matter if it was the the great treble winning Toronto FC side or LAFC capitalizing on the makeshift format in 2020 to be able to have a slightly easier path than you'll ever get in the Champions League, but still coming up short. Right. Um, you know, I, I think what's, what's intriguing about this matchup is this would have been a popular pick for MLS Cup 2021 and Seattle's inability to stop a, uh, RSL team that wasn't even taking shots from beating them ultimately stopped this from even being much of a conversation last postseason. So there is something interesting because these did look like two of MLS's best teams in 2021, um, which is always something that you want to see when you get to this point of a tournament with these sorts of stakes. When you throw in the fact then that these teams are also going to be desperate to be the first team to win the CONCACAF Champions League from Major League Soccer. I think that these are two clubs that would expect to be that sort of a bell ringer figure uh, for the league in this competition. So it is exciting. I, I think that, you know, there, there are years where you will have an MLS first MLS matchup in the CCL and it's, it's not quite as energizing if it's the fourth or 15 that qualifies out of the league. And they're usually in because, 
you know, the, the open cup was won by the MLS cup winner. And so it goes to the next best team in the conference. And it just feels a little bit wonky. This isn't one of those matchups. This should be a very, very good clash. Well, it's funny you say that it, that, that, and the, the fact that they were, you know, that was a popular sort of MLS cup matchup or MLS cup pick last year, because so far in MLS this year, uh, it's striking that neither of these teams are, are really doing all that well. And I say that it's striking, even though I feel like this is a well-worn uh, storyline for, for MLS teams in this competition. They appear to be just like, they have a really hard time dividing the labor between starting well in the MLS season and doing well in CCL. NYCFC right now is 1-1-3. One, one, and three. They've won one game and lost three. They're 11th in the mm-hmm. East. Seattle was 2-1-2 two, and 2 and ninth in the West. Uh, let's go individually through each of these teams. And I want to talk sure. about, first of all, sort of what you think they'll need to do in this particular matchup in order to, to move on, and also what hasn't been going well for them uh, in the MLS season so far, starting with, uh, with Seattle. With Seattle, yeah. I mean, they, they came off of the weekend. They'll, they'll be feeling better after this weekend return from the international break than NYCFC. They went to Minnesota. They were able to hang on for a 2-1 win. Um, gave up a goal late, which has been a recurring theme, but it's a recurring theme for every team at the start of the season. You know, you're, you're kind of 80 minutes fit, you're 83 minutes fit, you're 83 minutes mentally sharp. Um, so right. these sorts of things happen early in the season, not necessarily a sign of a bad trend to come, but something to keep an eye on. But for Seattle, getting that win in Minnesota was big. Minnesota is, they took a step back this year. This is probably the first offseason since they joined Major League Soccer where they didn't get better over the previous season's roster. So not necessarily um, a big litmus test for a team like the defending MLS Cup champ, but at the same point, they've you know they've unbeaten in their last three, one, two, drawn one against Austin FC in the middle of the Galaxy and Minnesota United games. They're starting to get their best players back and healthy. Uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz and Nicolas Lodero uh, have both only played or they've played a combined 135 minutes across these first five games of the year. And Ruiz Diaz was able to make his Seattle debut in the second half against Minnesota United over the weekend, and he looked dangerous already. So uh, that's a good sign if you're um, if you're a fan of Seattle. I mean, he already contributed in a half point three xg. That's good. You like to see that from your striker. Sounds uh, too bad, yeah. A, <laughs> right, and certainly a striker who's as good as him. Um, so that's going to be a good sign for them. But at the same point, they've had players who were able to step in and, you know, maybe not necessarily get the end product. You know, uh, Reed Baker Whiting is a player who at 17 years old made a start for the Seattle Sounders in the first five games of the season because they were really thin up top. Uh, Jordan Morris is still getting his fitness back, so he can't be a guarantee to go 90 minutes a week as well. So, so they've just had a lot of players who either have been coming back from injuries or have been key players for World Cup pushes. If you're talking about a player like Morris down the stretch, Rui Diaz certainly uh, for Peru, Nuhu for Cameroon. Um, you know, they're Alex Roldan, I guess, you know, El Salvador was out of it kind of by the end of it. But still, he sure. is the central figure for that national team program. And so that is taking him, um, you know, away for extended periods of time as well. So I think for them, continuity is going to be crucial. They still look like they have the interplay, they still look like they're very tough to break down defensively as well, which is going to be crucial um, for this matchup in particular. And so if they are able to keep from those mental lapses or those disconnects as players who are getting used to you coming online for the first time this season in a big way, um, you know, and, and aren't quite as sharp with some of their relationships, or if the player like Albert Rusnak, who's new, if, you know, if uh, Rui Diaz isn't used to the distribution that Rusnak is going to offer him, that could be an issue as well. But if they're able to get past just some of those finer technical issues, I would put them as the favorite in this clash. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And what about NYCFC? Because they are, of course, the defending MLS Cup champions. Uh, they have a ton of talent up and da- up and down uh, their roster. But, you know, they kind of squeaked into this uh, into the semifinal by the skin of their yeah. teeth. They took a 3-1 Shouldn't lead. Have. Yeah, they took a 3-1 lead into the away leg against uh, Comunicaciones and very nearly gave it up. Uh, they advanced on away goals on a 5-5 aggregate. Really exciting game, actually. It was uh, awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really amazing entertainment. Great CONCACAF stuff going on uh, in that game. Content. Um, But here they are, they're in the semifinal, and they, like Seattle, have kind of struggled to start the year. What have you seen from NYCFC, and what do they need to sort of fix in this game if they're going to be able to hold up against against Seattle? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of this is going to be similar. They've been very, very focused on counter-pressing when they turn the ball over. They have been focused on retaining possession. They've actually won the possession battle in four of their first five games, and the other one they had 46%, so they weren't far off. They are playing in a way, how they want to play. It, it, it will look very similar if you watch Manchester City against Atletico to talk about a sibling club where they had the ball, but they were really struggling to make the most of their chances or to get into the attacking area with their best players who are going to be able to capitalize on those chances. And that has been a major issue. Um, they've underperformed significantly. They're expecting goals um, in four of the five games, and then they drastically outperformed in the other one uh, mm-hmm. against Montreal, where they put up a four spot, even though they lost the XG battle 1.3 to 2. Um uh, they've been on the lops, the wrong side of that expected goals uh, matchup on three of their first five times. So, so they haven't turned possession into chances in the same way they're able to do. Part of that could be that opponents are locking on to their playmakers more. Um, you know, Maxi Morales doesn't have an assist yet. Uh, Tati Castellanos doesn't have a goal yet either. So that truly their leading players have been scouted, uh, which makes sense. The other thing right. to keep in mind is if you've won MLS Cup, every single team is going to want to beat you. <laughs> like it's not rocket science. I've heard they that's how it works. Yeah, the best, right? You have a target on your back, and it's it's a very real sense of pressure, but it's also a very real. Um, you're playing teams at 100. You're not catching anyone on their off week, and so they're they're already starting to see that they played all three teams from Canada um, in the early stretch of the season as well, which is just kind of fun trivia, I guess. Um, but for them, what's going to be crucial is get the players who are less known commodities in Major League Soccer to step up. That means someone like Talos Magno, who has a goal and assist, has started the first five games. The young Brazilian who was really just kind of an apprentice last summer and fall when after he came in and just kind of get his sea legs to him. If he can get going, that could be crucial because he does have uh, a dynamicness to his game a um, unpredictability, a confidence with the ball at his feet that does make it very difficult to set up a zonal marking scheme that can neutralize a player who is that individually brilliant if he's confident and if he's given time on the ball. So he could be as big an X factor as any individual player in this matchup. He was also pretty big in that uh, previous round that we were discussing. I mean, I think that he had a goal or two and he certainly was dangerous. He was one of the few players who was really kind of trying to will the charge against the comeback. 
Um, and so I think that he could be really crucial for them. I do think it should be close. This is a team that has also, it's worth saying, put a very public focus on the CCL. Uh, I think pretty much as soon as they had won, they had players and coaches on the broadcast after they won MLS Cup, excuse me, they had players and coaches on the broadcast already saying, we're excited for the Champions League. We're excited to go be the first MLS team to win this. This is something that they were very clearly targeting from before they the time that they even qualified for the tournament because <laughs> the MLS yeah. Cup was their ticket through. Um, but now that they're there, they're certainly going to want to turn the pressure on. Um, you know, that might be Talismango. That might be getting a bear back up and running. He's been coming off the bench. But, you know, two years ago, he was such a singular figure up top uh, for that team that um, he could be another player who's able to change the game and change the matchup. Well, it'll be interesting to, to see what happens. One additional note, and we're getting a little I'm getting a little ahead of myself here by saying this, because today tonight's leg is in Seattle at Lumen Field. Next week's uh, return leg in New York City will not be at Yankee Stadium. So New York City FC will not have the home field advantage of the small Yankee Stadium field, the weird yeah. uh, uh, just general setup uh, <laughs> there. They'll be playing that one at Red Bull Arena. So much more. Uh, you know, standard soccer setup and maybe just maybe a little bit less home field advantage than you might get otherwise. Uh, that's next. That's not until next week, Joe, though. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks to Jeff for joining the show today. Seattle and New York's game tonight is on Fox Sports 1 and 2 Day NA for anybody wanting to watch. Elsewhere in soccer news today, 456,000 viewers tuned in for the San Diego Wave versus Angel City in the NWSL Challenge Cup on Big CBS. This is according to ratings posted on Showbuzz Daily. Uh, the 2021 NWSL Championship between the Spirit and Red Stars earned 525,000 views, just for a little bit of context. For this uh, to be the number for an, a Challenge Cup game between two expansion teams, according to Meg Linehan, our ace women's soccer reporter, 456 is a pretty solid number. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can subscribe for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening today, and happy soccer to you all.